Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. One of our favorite downworlders has just turned human, and are we actually feeling bad for Jonathan? There is so much crazy stuff to break down in this episode of Shadowhunters, so stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello, Shadow Squad. Thank you so much for tuning in to our Shadowhunters After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are going to be breaking down Raphael turning back into a mundane and Iris's epic death, getting, um, seeing some humanity from Jonathan and even a bit of understanding for why he is the way he is. And of course, Alex failed almost proposal to Magnus. I'm Sam Davidson, and it's just me and my Shadow Squad buddy here, Dakota T. Jones. What is up, you guys? It's Dakota T. Jones. Sam and I have been here from the beginning, and we're going to stay here till the end. It is. We're just, you know, we're going to watch it burned out. No, I'm just kidding. We're really excited. Or... We're really excited for the next four episodes. I'm super sad the show is ending, though, but it's going out really well, I think. Absolutely. There's a lot of stuff going on. This episode was, I mean, honestly, you guys, I'll take a picture of my notes and put it on my Instagram story because it is four full single-spaced pages of text. (laughs) (laughs) Single-spaced? Yes. What? Um, Dakota, what did you think about this episode overall? I really loved it. I know that, like, we, we spoke about this before, but, like, we did see some humanity in Jonathan. And, like, we'll talk about it later, but just his emotion, I thought Luke Baines killed that scene. And then there was another scene with Magnus and Alec and, um, Magnus. Like, I just felt so much for him very good acting very great acting for sure for me i personally like the episodes better that have kind of less action like a 50 percent less action and more interpersonal relationships kind of thing but i really liked it i can't tell if i like jonathan more now because we just met luke last week and he was so awesome i know so I'm not really sure. Yeah, but I, felt I, like, I feel bad for it. Didn't he get a little creepier though this episode? Like whenever he was <laughs> sitting there, like all strung up, and his face, and he's like the way he was talking and everything. I was like, Ugh. oh my gosh! Like he is such a great person to play like a demonic character. Has he always had earrings? I don't know, but I, I did see him last week. He had the earring, and then in this episode, he yeah. had an earring. All so right. I guess he did. I like it. Well, first, let's start off with talking about some Sizzy stuff. So they team up, Simon and Izzy, to get the... This is like this is why I have so much text, because it's so complicated. To get the sword. I'm like, oh, the... To Heavenly Fire. So yeah. sword is Heavenly Fire. You guys know what I'm talking about. Basically, they team up, and Izzy suggests that Simon go undercover as a prisoner. Really ridiculous prisoner name. If, you know, it's I like, loved it. <laughs> they're, yes. They're going to know you're not real. My name's Zeke. Yeah, Zeke. I'm like, ooh, Zeke. Okay. You really look like a Zeke. Yeah, absolutely. So she figures out, Izzy does, that the sword still exists, and it's being kept in the same place that these prisoners are being sent, uh, which includes Raphael. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised to see him back? I feel like Kat... Maybe, maybe, I don't know if it was on the show or after, but she said something to the effect that he, you know, she let a little something slip, which I, you know, 
I loved. So yeah. I was super excited. And man, he's just, I, I think by the end of this, he might be my top two characters. Really? I really like I him. I feel like he's sprinkled throughout the series. Like, we don't get a lot from him anymore. And you always want more, though. You always want more. And I really honestly thought the last episode that we saw him was the last one we were going to see him. I thought he was going to go off and that was his way of, like, dying. and He was going to go die. I did not think we were going to see him anymore. So I was pleasantly surprised to see him. Yeah, me too. And it's the, he's kind of in this weird purgatory prison with all these other downworlders. Um, and then essentially... Simon gets in there, and he is trying to protect him while also trying to get this sword, which ends up being a serum, for Clary to break the bond with Jonathan. And then when Raphael gets taken away, he's like, take me! Simon, when did you become such a martyr badass? Well, that, but also, if you're trying to blend in as this guy named Zeke, maybe don't call attention to yourself. Yeah. Like, he's literally like, oh, I'm, I'm here undercover, and he's like, take me! I'm just like, whoa, okay, well, your cover is definitely going to be blown, because they're going to be looking into, who is this guy? And Simon has the coolest ring ever, the Sealy oh, ring. Love that. So cool. So you put it on. And I've got one on right now. Oh, I wish. <laughs> me and, yeah, me and Dakota have been communicating telepathically yeah. through our Sealy ring. So you put it on, the ring disappears if you're conscious, mm-hmm. and then you are able to kind of, th- you don't even need to say like, hello, Dakota, you there in a corner? You just think it. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> I love that. And then... Raphael gets taken by these uh, people, or by the, I think it's the people from the clave, or the guard, the guard, I'm sorry, the guard, Um, and he says the people he's seen be taken, they never come back, and he doesn't know what happens to them, and then Simon runs after him, and then he's unconscious, so he is soon to be figured out, and we're going to talk about what happens with that storyline soon, but before we get to it, we have some stuff at After Buzz that we'd love to talk to you about. Yes, guys, thank you so much for watching. We love talking to you guys in the comments all the time. We just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk, but for us to continue to grow, we could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And of course, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us that five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave a comment below. Get involved in the conversation. We love bantering with you back and forth. I'm in the live chat right now. I've been talking to you guys for the past two hours. (laughs) So um, let's keep it up. I'm going to be reading some of your comments on air while we're live. But uh, being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant a lot to us. We appreciate you guys. We love you. Thanks for being in the Shadow Squad. And uh, make sure to tell your friends. We only have a few episodes left. So let's end this thing with a bang. Yes, absolutely. So I first want to talk about now um, Izzy and Aileen. We've met Aileen. I particularly didn't care for her until this episode. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked her. So Izzy reaches out to her essentially to help have her use her mom's connections, Aileen, to figure out where this prison was. And Aileen says no at first, and she's super bitter about that whole thing with Clary. And it yeah. wasn't Clary's fault. I know. She's a demon inside of her. Give a girl a break. <laughs> Give a girl a break. <laughs> But she decides to help her, and they pull up Raphael's prisoner profile, and basically they see that um, it's the same prefix as the other Heavenly Fire prisoners, but his transfer request was put in after Raphael arrived at the guard. So Aileen says whoever's doing this, um, it's doing it behind her mother's back, and the only clearance to pull someone like this is um, Aldertree. Do, 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 do. Were we surprised? Because I was. Finn, I was like, Alder Tree, Alder Tree. And then I'm like, Yin Finn guy? 
I'm like, Yin Fin guy. He did he get hotter? I don't remember. It's honestly been so long since two seasons ago because oh, I know. it was almost a year since the last season. So it's like we're talking about two years ago. Almost. His eyebrows got better. He looks very good, um, but he's in a very <laughs> sinister way. So basically they figure out that he's the person they should be going after. Meanwhile, back in the prisoner dungeon, whatever you want to call it. Simon is alone. They lock him up after he goes crazy when they take Raphael. And he meets this um, half Sealy, half Shadowhunter woman named Helen. Helen. I liked her. I liked her too. And I know I said at the beginning of the season I didn't want more new characters, but I'm kind of not hating the new characters they've brought in so far. I know. I know. I've really enjoyed it. I mean, so far we've had Helen and we've had... um... Kane. Uh huh. Yeah, I really liked Kane, and yeah. then we also. I think we were just talking about. Oh no. Who else do we have? You guys, let us know in the comments. Yes. for sure. There, there are quite a few. I have to say. Um. So basically, she sees because Simon was unconscious of his ring, and she knows exactly what it is, and he really refuses to tell her who she is. And then I, love, I thought it was so funny whenever, whenever he's like, "Well, fine, you go ahead and get your superior. I look forward to meeting him." And I'm like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I'm a natural born killer." I love it. I know. I love it too. I love Alberto. <laughs> Me too. So after she leaves him, he kind of finds his way out of wherever he was being trapped. What? She just leaves him, and he's like, "I, I just don't understand." I thought this was a single cell, but it's not. Um, I think it was. I think that was her plan all along, though. I think she was trying to like be like, "Well, I'm going to go get someone. Don't go anywhere," hoping that he would because she secretly wanted to be on his team, right? Well, but she, I guess she didn't know yet. I don't know. That's if she, true. Oh no, no, no! Because the reason she knew it, and she says this later, is that when she took his ring, she heard what the person on the other side was saying and she spoke to Izzy okay. and Izzy told her what was going on but oh, that's funny. see this episode is crazy complicated and there's so much to go over like I said so then Simon finds Raphael who's literally just he walks into well at first he sees a really scary chair um, with straps on it and it, you know it kind of looks like what a lobotomy would look like in the 1950s or something like that's what they did to people in mental hospitals and it was, oh. it's a really scary terrible terrible thing and so he goes into a room that's full of sunlight and he sees all these downworld it's just like kind of a drawing like little kids and yeah. again that very much reminds me of what they portray in TV shows of a lobotomy being like yeah Raphael standing in front of a window I thought that they were all let's see what I thought was going to happen I thought he was going to go in there and he was going to be trying to talk to everyone and he was going to be invisible or something because he was like not responding at first Raphael wasn't yeah but I loved how they they had that light coming in and it just really set the mood you could just tell something was not right and it almost did seem like they were in an institution like a yeah like a mental institution yeah, absolutely. Um, and Simon says oh my god are you a uh, daylighter now and he says no he's human he felt this terrible pain when they injected him with something and then he felt human again and Raphael is thrilled because that's actually something that he's wanted for a really long time he was thrilled I mean, what are your personal opinions, though? Because downworlders, I don't know if all down... I think a lot of downworlders don't want to be downworlders. I mean, I think there are a select people like um, Raphael who are just like, I just do not want this for myself anymore. I mean, he, he wasn't ever able to even go in the sun. Like, he just... He had to live this very secluded type of life where he had to, like, always be in conflict with people. And I feel like a lot of people would rather be normal. There were a lot of people who would rather be normal. And especially, like, I feel like werewolves and stuff like that, I feel like they... If they were turned, they would probably want that reversed. I, 
werewolf is the last thing I would want to be. No, I would not. Because either, yeah. think of all the pain they have to go through every month. It's like your period on steroids. I mean, really terrible. <laughs> you turn into a dog. I mean, Dakota oh, I doesn't really understand that part. But I don't, but I can't imagine. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for your understanding. Yeah. But it's, I think there's a lot of people or downworlders that don't necessarily want to be downworlders. So we'll get into um, Elder Tree's plan, but I don't know if I necessarily saw it as the most sinister thing in the entire world. Because think about what Valentine was trying to do. Oh, I know. He was trying to, like, make everybody downworlders so they could, like, attack everyone. But the fact that they're doing it without everyone's consent and trying to, like, it's almost like, okay, if you want to offer that as an option, like, a part of, like, shadow, like, like, uh, downworlder healthcare. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but if you're trying to secretly poison the waterhole, literally, maybe yeah. that's not smart. But exactly, uh, Lazi in the chat was saying that she thought, or she or he thought that Raphael was a daylighter at first, and it was really confusing for her. Uh, and let us know, you guys, uh, book readers, if this at all was a part of the book. I'm interested to know that um, because then that would definitely take Raphael's story in the books in a completely different direction. Sarah Baker says hashtag downworld or consent. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about consent, people. So next, uh, Helen comes in and they see um, they see Iris in there, who we hate. <laughs> and so I'm like, I really could care less. But she does explain an interesting point that she does not want to be human. She hates this. We'll obviously get into Magnus at the end. Uh, that's our last part we're going to talk about. But it's a very similar thing, losing her power. Yeah is just she'd rather be dead. She'd rather be dead. And she she really kind of set the tone because I was sitting here like, oh, that's great. Like, Raphael's free, you know? But then it's like, well, some people absolutely do not want to be changed. And she said, you mean they're taking away everything of who I am without even telling me? So, like, I get that. I mean, there are people who enjoy their line of work there. And if, if they feel like they're stripped of their powers, like Magnus, they feel helpless. And what are they going to do with their lives? Yeah. And so... Even though I wasn't thrilled to see Iris, she essentially dies, I don't want to say a hero, but she, un, I don't think it's purposefully, but she obviously didn't care if she lived or died, sacrificed herself. So when Helen comes in, she says she now understands, knows what's going on, and wants to help them. And Iris says she's she's going to take, well, Helen's going to take Raphael and Simon, and then Iris is going to distract them. She really did just kind of throw her life out on the line and there. And then, you know... Uh, kudos to the what is it the bullet in the eye? The, I think it was like an arrow. An arrow. Yeah, yeah. That kudos was, to the archer. Yeah, that was uh, pretty crazy. I can't say I was extremely upset that she died. Me either. I I I'm kind of glad. Relieved. Yeah, but it made her go out in a, like a way a better person than we knew. Her uh, yeah, as. you're right. Because I was like, wow, she really took one for the team. Mm-hmm. But like seeing seeing her die, I was like, okay, well, we always thought that she was probably dead or never coming back, and then she always came back. So I'm like, this time is final. Yeah. She was a mundane now, mm-hmm. and she died. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. maybe ghosts later. You know, afterlife with Shadowhunters. You're right. <laughs> All right, now let's. Okay. Oh, sorry, I forgot a whole part. So after Helen takes Raphael and Simon, everyone's after them. She's trying to get the serum for the sword for Clary because mm-hmm. she wants to help Simon, and they end up giving him a different serum that they say will is like the second bet. See, this is the kind of stuff I'm just like, this is just too complicated. Can't <laughs> yeah. we just just spell it out for us? I don't understand. <laughs> There's so much terminology, and I'm like, is this face serum? What is this? It's just very special. Yeah, and it'll you know make you void of your brother forever. And I'm like, all right. 
let's give it a shot. It's better than everything else that we've tried. So Exactly. And, you know, kudos to Mundane Raphael for being strong. Because I even thought that. I was like, how is he holding that? And Simon said for a mundane, something like, you're pretty strong. And he's like... Yeah, I work out. <laughs> it was it was something along the lines of, you know, I might be mundane, but I've never given up my will to fight or something like that. I'm like, yes. That's like his Desperate Housewives tagline. I'm so glad you're back. So you're even sexy <laughs> as a mundane. How is it possible to be more sexy as a mundane than as a vampire? I know. Who knows? Yeah, but apparently David Castro does. So I mean, it's worked out for me. Kudos to him. Oh, yeah. How's, it, how's that going for it's you? It's going good. Good, good. I'm really glad. <laughs> So we see Alder Tree Brack, who again I thought grew very handsomely in the past couple of seasons. We haven't seen him, and Izzy is just flirting. Oh, she's so beautiful. She is beautiful. Yeah, like she's gorgeous. I feel like she's gotten like even more gorgeous, and I didn't know that was possible over the past three seasons. I know. I remember the first season when we had her come in studio, and Dakota was out of town, oh. and he was so upset. We had to Facetime her. I literally Facetime you three times because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to talk to her." I know. He had the biggest crush on her. <laughs> But I love it. she tries to seduce him, and they chat, and she's trying to figure out where Simon is in the meantime. And then, basically, Aileen is sneaking into his office. They figure out exactly what he's doing, which is uh, all the downworld prisoners having their powers taken away and their traits, and they're making them mundane by injecting them with heavenly fire. And the clave just had a fragment of the sword, Heavenly Fire. So we haven't found it. Not the whole sword, but enough to make the serum. I'm like, a fragment? So does that mean that you can't find the whole sword because it's all fragmented? You know? I don't know. I just, I was like, oh, great. Where's the rest of the sword? Like, can you think about all the fragments that could be everywhere? Like, you know, I just, Mm -hmm. I feel like the sword is not attainable. It's not going to be like... Like a full sword. No, I don't think so. It's actually very similar to a storyline that was on the Vampire Diaries. And I think it was a wood of some bridge or something. And it's just like a bunch of people had this wood. And it's just like, you know, it's endless. It's just like little pieces of (laughs) it. So it got frustrating looking for the same thing (laughs) all the time. But he is not sorry. He has... An interesting take on why he wants to take out all of the downworlders. And I I just he's evil and not good, but I don't think that's the most evil thing anybody has done on the show. No, I don't either. Because I mean like I know that sounds bad, but at the same time He's not killing them. He's not killing them. He feels and it's not it's still consent people, but it's it's he's trying to justify in his mind. I'm just trying to explain what I'm thinking of what he's thinking. But you know what I'm saying? Like he, mm-hmm. he, his wife attacked him, and he's thinking, well, if I just like make everyone mundane, then no one can do anything bad, and it gives justice to my wife, who, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's you know, yeah, they bring up the wife who was a werewolf, didn't work out because um, she died, <laughs> and like I guess out. tried to maul him, and I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like, I just sad day. I just don't. Um, so. Finally, him and Izzy have this confrontation, and she basically is really cool about it, and then just beats him up a little, throws him to the ground, and it was like, you are now under arrest. And everyone, That was awesome. Yeah. It was great. I really, really loved it. I love how Izzy just whipped his ass. Like, she just, like, really mm-hmm. did. She just, like, threw him down, because, like, whenever he grabbed her, I was like, <gasps> and then, like, she was just, like, totally yeah. got him. And then when everyone else came in, it was like, he was already done for, like, mm-hmm. Izzy took care of it. Now everyone else just had to come in and clean up the mess. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I cooked, do you clean? So I love that. <laughs> I like that. And I just want to give an honorable mention to Sizzy. I really do. 
it's one of those things they're not giving us too much. In a way, it's kind of good because it's making me want more of their romance. And she says to Simon, you know, it was pretty badass, aka sexy, how you put the, your loved ones in front of yourself and, like, risked your life. And he's like, well, you're pretty badass. You're pretty badass. Like, oh, yeah? You're pretty badass. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well... Uh, sorry, every time, you know what? Do we have to go there with Sizzy? Yes, we do, I we suppose. Do. We've got to. We just need more. Next, let's get into Clary, Jonathan, and Jace, this whole saga. Um, my goodness. <laughs> All right, here we go again with the technicalities. So, Jonathan is in his little, um, if you're podcast listening, I kind of have my hands up like the scarecrow. And <laughs> yes. he is. And did you by chance see Kat's Instagram this week? Um, the one where she's like giving him tea? Yeah, giving him tea. Yes. Uh, giving Luke tea as he's bound up. And it's I love that. really, really cute. You guys should check it out on Kat's Instagram. But he says he refuses to talk to anyone but Clary. And Jace is just so protective. It's just so weird. They always, it's like one season someone is in danger, and then the next season the person that was in danger that's now safe is kind of boring. Who do you think like is boring Jace. right now? See, that's the thing. It's like, I love Dom. I love Jace. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm just kind of like, okay, now that we're spending so much time on Clary, he's really become like a background character Yeah. in the meantime. He was very much a, like storyline A character this past half season, but now it's just like he's kind of to the side and we're getting more Clary, which I don't mind. Yeah. But at the same time, it's weird because we're not really rooting for Jace anymore. We're just like, oh, he's always there with his arms folded and he's like got his pursed lips. Like, Yeah. And, you know, in, you know defense of the writers, it's exhausting. There's literally like five main storylines every <laughs> yeah. single week. I mean, yeah. Intertwining them together has got to be challenging. Yeah. I completely agree. So Jonathan starts telling Clary about these flashbacks he's had, which I think he told it. Did he tell us that on air or off air last week? I can't remember. About his... Oh, the flashbacks? Yeah, he said there's going to be flashbacks. There's going to be flashbacks of him younger, and he said he had to wear a hairpiece, and he was like, it kind of looked like your hair, Dakota. And I was like, thanks, I think. (laughs) I don't know if after seeing his hair this week, I I take that as a compliment. I know. That's like a little creepy boy. (laughs) But you don't look like a little creepy boy. (laughs) Thank you. I try not to. I love Dakota because we can say things like that to each other. I know. And I won't get in trouble later. Exactly. That was a really rude thing you said to your host. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So in the flashback, we see Lilith, and it's a really sad demon orphan boy story. Oh, it really made me feel something for him because we've needed that human side from him for a long time. We've get we've gotten like bits and pieces of it. We didn't know if it was for show, but now we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we feel bad for him, kind of. Yeah, I mean, Lilith is awful, and she essentially he didn't find out about Clary. Um, okay, well, the first thing is that she we kind of explained that she tells him. That demon blood, um, yeah, that there's a sister out there. And she has angelic blood and the entire thing with Clary. And Jonathan is so excited, you know? I know. And she goes, no, she's a threat to you. She's just going to leave you. Like, and that is such an abusive relationship. Just like your father left you. Yeah. She's going to leave you, too. I love the voice. <laughs> I love the voice. I know. That's a, just like your father. It's like Jewish New York Lilith. I like, love that. <laughs> Lilith, though, really did a great job of being, like, super-duper cre- creepy. She really did. And, like, whenever he's like, I don't want to be burned. I don't want to be burned. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this poor guy. It's really messed up. I mean, he was seriously abused. Very much so. And he saw light at the end of the tunnel when he found out about his sister. Mm-hmm. So then we uh, – Jonathan tells Clary about how he found out about the sword. And basically that – you needed 
they needed to find it or that the person that found it would be able to kind of find him and save and him. save him. Yeah. And so then after he's been in Edom for a few years in another flashback, we see he um, just says he's not her son and he wants to go home. And yeah, the only way out of Edom is this sword. And then she explains that it belonged to Lucifer and now it goes by the name Morningstar. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We're kind of understanding that Morningstar situation. And, yeah, he all he wants is for somebody to rescue him. And then we get into Clary hearing that and then going straight to her sketchbook. This was cool and crazy. So ever since she was a little girl, she was having nightmares. And then her mom told her she, she thought it would help the nightmares go away if she sketched out what she saw. And it was basically, you know... Uh, a boy in a tower mm-hmm. being burned and she was oh trying gosh. to save him and every time she tried she fell. Oh. Ugh. I was that really was just heart, like heart wrenching cuz I know that Jace was like saying, "Oh, well you couldn't have saved him, you couldn't have saved him," but like in a sense if she would have been able to get to him somehow or figure out that that's what she was dreaming of and it wasn't just a dream, it was like real life, she could have potentially saved him because at that point he didn't want to be evil. He was you know, you could see he was innocent in a sense, I think, he at was. that point. yeah. When you're a child and you're put in that situation, you are innocent. And Janelle, Mc... Ma- Janelle mm-hmm. um, says, I don't necessarily believe Jonathan, but I think I do believe him because of the dreams that Clary had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's kind of proving that he really is being truthful in some of the stuff, you mm-hmm. know, that he's saying about his childhood. And secondly... I hate to put any blame on Jocelyn, but we always said the first season, I think a little bit of the second season, if Clary would have known that she was a shadow hunter earlier on, so many of these problems could have been dealt with or resolved and we could have she would have been safer. Yeah. Knowing who she was. You know, there's a lot we could say about that, but we can't speak ill of the dead. Very true. R.I.P. Jocelyn. R.I.P. Jocelyn. I loved her. I know. She was so it was like sweet. Two years ago we had her in. Oh, so crazy. I know. But Again, I understand because think about if she did know she was a shadow hunter then and kind of her, what creatures there are in the world, like there could have been a better understanding. My question is, did Jocelyn, seeing these drawings, sketches, know that that was Jonathan and that she, that's the really messed up part about it. That is very messed up. Because if so, then it's like, well, we're not going to, we're not going to go there. We're not going to like try to save him. Um December Vesalius says, the thing in the books is that he is pretending, and I can't tell if he's pretending now in the show. Shoot, really? Which is, actually, I, w- I would not have expected that. But, like, is he somehow, like, sending these messages messages to her all along? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that's interesting to think about. Or that they were always just connected, kind of, in this way. I don't know. It's very, very sad. And Jace, I love the little quips he gives at Jace. And Jace is like, I literally hate your guts. I know. But I don't care about you, but I hate you. I don't care. But yeah, it's almost like he's not jealous of him, but he is jealous that he, that Jonathan has some sort of hold over Clary that makes him feel, because they're connected through this rune. So mm-hmm. it's almost like he feels like, I don't like that you're able to be closer to her than I am. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, between Jace Jonathan and Sebastian. It's like three men's morphed faces in one. The three of them look so similar. I, I know. Think. Bone structure, eyes. They did hair. an incredible job. Yeah, it's really crazy. Um, Charlie Drake says, Jocelyn thought Jonathan died in a fire, so she must have not known. But wouldn't she have thought that was all kind of weird? I don't you know. Thought. Yeah. You would have thought. I don't know. But then... 
Clary says they found something to cure the ruin connection between them. It's over. And, you know, she feels guilt, but <sighs> she says at the end of the day, you know, this is how it has to be. And, he, oh, Willith was right. No one's ever coming for him. And my thought is, like, he's not going to be in there for much longer. Where are they going to put? Where's he going to go? He's a murderer. I know. Like, she's like, we're going to get you out of here. And I'm like, where the hell is he going to go? Yeah, he's going to, like, kill a ton of people. I know. You know, you need to keep him locked up. I mean, as much as I enjoy him. But the the thing that they found that's going to fix all of this, was that, like, the fragments and the serum that was going to fix it? I don't think it's going to make him good. These are learned behaviors. But the thing is, well, yes, that is true. But if the, because that is a part of the whole, like... More like Morning Star thing, right? What the- I'm, I'm trying to say, like, I guess because Raphael turned into like a human, like yeah. if they put the serum on them, will it like break their bond, but also like make them not powerful, like make I them mundane?s Like that's a good question. Don't don't hate um, me, guys, but like let me know in the chat. Yeah. Please be kind. <laughs> yeah, be kind, guys. This is you know some real like senior year um, mythology shadow hunters right. uh, stuff we're talking about here. So, next we have to talk about Alec and Magnus. The beginning of the episode, Alec is just trying to make everything perfect for him. Magnus seems okay, but a little shook. He found a gray hair. Yeah. He lost it after that. I mean, oh, God forbid. God forbid I find a gray hair. Yes. That'll be Dakota when he finds a gray hair. Oh, I know. I'm going to be a mess. I know. He's going to show up here drunk and just (laughs) the worst day ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to also get a British accent by then, too. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So Alec and Jace have a really cute conversation, which I loved. And then it kind of just made me think about the first season. Remember how he was so in love with Jace? That was crazy, right? Yeah. Man, it has been so many. It's been how many years? Three or four years? It's like three years since we started this thing. That's insane. Yeah, he was so in love with Jace. And then now just seeing that, like, Magnus is, I'm sorry, that Alec is so happy and has found true love and that Jace is, like, so happy for him and proud of him. And that we we haven't seen a lot of moments between Jace and Alec recently. So seeing Jace's face and him just being so happy for him was just really comforting. I like that. Well, with... Alec and Magnus right now, it's a bit of a role reversal because it's always been Alec that has not necessarily been unsure, but just worried about how the relationship was going to work, worried about confronting his feelings at at the beginning. And it's always Magnus that's been the strong, I know what's going on, I want to be here for you, and I'll be a shoulder that you can cry on. But now it's, you know, completely different, and... Alec gets ready to propose. I mean, please just propose to me. Someone propose to me that way. I won't come drunk and <laughs> and cry hysterically as you have a ring in your pocket. No, well, no, sir. I did. I mean, Magnus was not in the place mentally or, or like emotionally, physically to be proposed to. So I'm glad that even though Alec planned everything out, that he didn't do it. Because can you imagine if, if Magnus <laughs> would have been so drunk? Like, wait, actually, I have something that'll make you feel better. Like... Well, just imagine when Magnus finds out what the plan was, and he's like, I'm such a jerk. I'm surprised he didn't think about, like, this might be what's going to happen. I know he was probably like, oh, well, he's just trying to make me feel better. But, like, you don't think he would have thought, like, maybe Mm -hmm. he's going to propose? Yeah. And, you know, Magnus gets there, and he just really completely melts down. He kind of starts being not very nice, and he tries to run. And Alec, you know, just please let me be there for you. And he cries into his arms. And I just hope that he can get over this because... I don't know what it's like to have been a warlock for hundreds of years and then having that stripped away from you. I imagine it would be 
extremely hard. Right. It'd be hard to get over for sure. I think that this moment, though, for Harry Shum Jr. was the best acting moment we've ever seen from him, probably ever, but also especially in the show Shadowhunters. I completely agree. He did an amazing job. Um, But there's a part of me that just can't help but be a bit frustrated, you know. If he didn't have Alec and he was all alone in this world and lost his magic, yes, I can understand it. But he has something in the mundane world that's beautiful and it's love and not a lot of people have at all. And he's lucky. Mm-hmm. He's really lucky to have him. And I just want him to realize that. And I just hope they can make it work. And I hope he apologizes a little bit. I hope he apologizes too. A lot of people, whenever I was talking to everyone in the chat earlier, people were frustrated that that it didn't work out and they were hoping and I told them I was actually like not surprised that the the proposal didn't happen but also a little surprised just because everything's wrapping up that I thought okay well that's probably going to happen Yeah. but now I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking like possibly it could happen closer to the end of the series and that could be one of the the best things that comes Mm -hmm. from it and like like an ending note type of a thing. Well, also, I don't think at this point in the writer's room when these episodes have been written that, I mean, for most of this part, they didn't know the show was ending. So I think there's going to be a lot of things. That's why they're doing a two-hour finale like a movie. Because they thought they were going to have more time likely to tie up these stories so they didn't address everything at the end of the season. I don't know. Um, Wish Malik nothing but the best. I, I have a feeling, you know... You can only go up from here. Yeah. I'm hoping. Um, that wraps it up for what we're talking about story-wise in the episode, but don't worry. We have some more good stuff for you guys. Next, let's get to our special segment, Best Stunt or Special Effect of the Week. So mine. hmm I have a very clear vision of what it is. It's not a stunt. It is a special effect. The ring, when they put it on, it disappeared. I thought that was so satisfying. Mm. I loved that. It was something simple. Can I just get you a mood ring or something? Please. <laughs> I need one. I need one. I love that. Okay. I really liked the fight scene that happened in that little prison when, you know, it was uh, Simon and Raphael and Helen. I really enjoyed that. Oh, that was good, yeah. Yeah. Also, you know, just shout out in general to any actor that is around, you know, has to be tied up in some way, shape, or form. Like, as... Luke said last week it's, it wasn't easy for him to be tied. It's very, it seems very uncomfortable to be tied up in that uh, bodysuit. Yeah, hanging, hanging. Some from people the do that for suit. fun too. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, who does that? I know. I'm so like, terrible. okay. I mean, you do you, but exactly. Well, that is our special segment. Why don't you guys let us know what you guys thought? Because I know there were a lot this episode. So comment rate, review, all of that. We love hearing from you guys. Next, we have a teeny bit of news and gossip for you. Ooh. After TV news. So, Emerald Tubia actually um, has landed her first post-Shadowhunters role. Awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's nothing that's gonna take her away for that long in case the show comes back, um, just so you guys know. <laughs> but it is, uh, she's making her premiere on the Hallmark Channel, and really? honestly, I love those movies. They're very sweet oh. and fun mm-hmm. and heartwarming, and it is going to be called Love in the Sun, and it premieres only a few weeks after the show's two-and-a-half-hour series finale on May 25th. Love in the Sun sees Tubia starring as an engaged woman trying to figure out what uh, what is love and what truly makes her happy? Sorry, did I say your last name right? It's been a long time. I think Tobia. It's Tobia. To- Sorry, guys. Don't kill me. I think. Me. 
that's what I've that's yes, what I've always it's said. It's literally been ten million years since we've said her first and last name I know. for some reason. I'm sorry. Um anyways, on that note, let's get into some predictions for next week. Ooh. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Okay, so before I do my prediction, Sarah Baker and Billie Jean Girl twenty four both said that their favorite stunt of the week was Izzy kicking Aldertree's butt. Mm, yes. That was a close second for me besides the ring. Um, my prediction is that Alec is going to try, obviously, to get Magnus's magic back because he thinks, oh, well, I have to propose to him. He's never going to be truly ready or truly happy until he gets back what makes him him, you know? I do think it is going to fail, though. I don't think it's going to work out and that Magnus might really have to face the reality that this is how it's going to be for the rest of his life. Also, I'm thinking that we might get some Aileen and Helen stuff because I don't know if you caught yes, that little moment absolutely. there. Um, and so I think that we might see their relationship develop a little bit more. And if not, they definitely gave us a visual today that there was something more in there, which I know definitely is a nod to the books. Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to steal someone's prediction in here, just that we know it's uh, Rihanna B. Asmodeus is coming back. So uh, Magnus's dad. And I have the feeling, I do have the feeling Magnus is going to get his magic back. You think so? I do. And, but I think he might lose Alec for a little bit because, but then I, and I kind of can see in the (laughs) finale, um, that him proposing to Alec. Okay. And that he comes back and it's like, I'm so sorry. I love you so much. And it's not about the magic, but then I'll have his magic back and it'll kind of feel, it needs to happen in some way that he would be okay being with Alec without his magic. Yes. And then after he declares that, then it's like he gets it all back. And I think I like that. Asmodeus, and it's very like a Disney ending. You True know? Love's Kiss. Yeah, it's like, I can live on the streets with you. Just kidding. We're rich again. We're back in the palace. Like, everything's great. Hello, still I'm waiting Adam. for that to happen to me. Yes, I know. Me too. <laughs> We're still young. Yeah. And I think that Jonathan... Clary's probably going to let him go prematurely because she feels guilt. And then he's just going to terrorize and do some really bad stuff. Come and, on, Clary. And I hope that they just sprinkle in some more Sizzy moments because I'm loving it. I think they're really cute. You know when you like someone and you kind of give them a compliment and they give you a compliment back and you see each person smile like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened. I know, I love that. That yeah. happened to me today. Oh my god, you have to tell me about I it will. after the show. Absolutely. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we're uh, finishing up like two minutes early, so All right. Dakota can give me the dirt. <laughs> Anyways, I thank you guys so, so much for tuning in, and we had so many of you in the live chat tonight, given that it was just us. We are going to have some more special guests through, uh, for you guys spread throughout the season. We'll keep you posted on Twitter for that, but before then, Dakota, where can everyone find you? You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. You can also find me on Sunday nights here at AfterBuzz TV at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Kardashians Weekly and also check out my YouTube channel I've got some fun covers and some original music coming out so check that out and you guys can find me Sam Davidson at SamD43 Twitter and Instagram and also yes Emma Rod Royce she got married so I didn't need to worry about messing up her last name oh that's right congrats absolutely Emma Rod Royce congrats thank you guys we'll see you next week Bye. bye Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 